0: Yo, people, just dropping in to let you know about a bonus episode for you wonderful subscribers of the Metaverse podcast. We've gone and handcrafted an audiobook by one of our brilliant analysts, Jan Bereswill, and his research into the play-to-earn phenomena, which you can find on our website and in the description below. He'll be discussing the rise of play-to-earn, how it's evolving, and its importance to gaming and the open metaverse as a whole. We hope you enjoy it. Otherwise, see you next Monday for the next episode of the Metaverse podcast. Part 1 P2E 2.0 A new economic model for gaming based on crypto tokens. In today's digitized world, gaming is becoming increasingly relevant. The average gamer spends eight plus hours per week playing in the digital realm. Competitive gaming, or esports, is increasingly part of mainstream culture, as revenues for platforms are projected to exceed $1 this year. As gaming intersects with crypto, we are observing a new version of the play-to-earn paradigm, call it P2E 2.0. In contrast to previous P2E games, where only the most competitive tournament players could earn from their passion every gamer earns by playing in the emergent crypto-powered version of P2E. The addition of crypto tokens to fundamental game dynamics is what could enable P2E 2.0 to break out to a mass audience. This is primarily achieved by connecting the economics of the game with real-world finance and by making in-game assets ownable and transferable on a blockchain. The pandemic significantly accelerated the P2E 2.0 movement as people were at once bored at home and often without their usual sources of income. What better situation than an online game that not just provides entertainment, but also a stream of income? What better in that situation than an online game that not just provides entertainment, but a stream of income? For example, Axie Infinity is supporting, or even entirely substituting, the income of struggling households in emerging markets during COVID. P2E 2.0 games are onboarding an entire new class of users to crypto, and therefore are crucial for the cryptocurrency industry at large. In this piece, we're analyzing some major games that have emerged up to this point, and especially look in the mechanisms they employ. Leading P2E 2.0 games and their economics The five games we present are meant to give an overview of current P2E 2.0 mechanics and the selection in no way constitutes a ranked list or attempts to be comprehensive. We purposefully included NFT classics like CryptoKitties and Gods Unchained to provide some historical context and trace the evolution of P2E 2.0. Newer, more elaborate games from Axie Infinity to Z-Run illustrate the cutting edge of token systems powering games. CryptoKitties CryptoKitties was one of the earliest attempts to deploy blockchain technology for leisure and a pioneer in NFTs. The widely successful combination of genetic algorithms and NFTs was first introduced by this project. The game's popularity in December 2017 famously crashed the Ethereum network, causing it to reach an all-time high in the number of transactions and slowing it down significantly. Even though there are over a million CryptoKitties already, and the supply further inflates as the kittens keep mating, there are certain guarantees around the scarcity of rare CryptoKitties. There are different levels of rarity. Most importantly, Generation Zero cats are limited to 50,000. The most rare are the first hundred to ever exist, called Founder cats. Mutations are another factor that increases rarity and are expressed probabilistically as a new cat is bred, according to the genetic algorithm. There are other types of rare kittens. For example, exclusive cats were given to team members and to close contributors of the project. Players earn money through breeding and selling CryptoKitties to collectors. Gods Unchained. Gods Unchained is a card collecting and playing game similar to Magic the Gathering. The impressive growth of Gods Unchained in 2019 may have helped strengthen the conviction around blockchain-based gaming significantly. Gods Enchained is a turn-based digital card game operating on Ethereum. Players battle each other one-on-one or alternatively compete against a computer adversary. The goal of the game is to reduce the opponent's life to zero by beating their gods with yours. Each player can choose a deck of 30 cards from their collection for each battle, which gives the collectible cards their utility. Players start with a set of 140 digital cards for free and win additional cards as they play the game. Only if a player has two identical cards can these be minted into an NFT, which then becomes tradable on Ethereum. This enables players to own their in-game assets and to transfer, sell or borrow them even outside of the context of the game. So rare. The company operates a fantasy football soccer collectible game that uses non fungible tokens, ensuring the player's card is unique. Based on the Ethereum blockchain, the cards are tradable with a unique Cristiano Ronaldo card, recently selling for $102,000. SoRare has signed 126 soccer clubs, including big names such as Liverpool, Paris Saint Germain, Bayern München. Real Madrid and Juventus Turin. Each season, SoRare auctions cards for the players of the signed teams, each card having versions with three different levels of rarity. Players can then resell the card on an internal marketplace. SoRare makes money on auctions of cards and nothing on secondary sales for now. Depending on the real-world performance of the player on each card, those cards perform better in tournaments too. Gamers can enter team composed of five cards with stars on different positions for each tournament. Whoever gets the most points wins, whereas points are awarded per player composing the team according to the real-world performance. The data is provided by third-party OptiSports. The top 30% of players in each tournament win prizes in both Ethereum and additional NFT cards. Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity revolves around virtual gamepads inspired by Pokemon, Tamagotchi and others, called Axies, which can be bought, raised and traded. Players can duel their Axies against one another for winning the in-game currency. Players mostly generate revenues by breeding and selling axes, as well as trading other in-game assets, including land, wearables, and native tokens. Axie Infinity is currently the most popular NFT-based game, and we analyze its game dynamics and token system more extensively in the following chapter. Zed Run. An example of a more recent successful NFT game is Zed Run, a digital horse racing game. It features similar breeding mechanics to CryptoKitties and Axie Infinity, but applied to horse racing. For instance, both genetic algorithms and different levels of rarity are in use. Users build a stable through buying, selling and breeding digital racehorses. The mission of ZET is to provide digital assets that not only hold value, but can be used in races and through breeding to provide additional earnings. An in-game currency, ZEST, is used to pay out prices and to fuel the in-game currency. An in-game currency, ZEST, is used to pay out prices and fuel the in-game economy. Comparison and analysis. NFTs play a central role. Comparing the P2E games we have described above, we first note that NFTs play a central role in how gamers play and earn in all of the games analyzed. Similarly, they all employ different classes of rarity, which guarantee a limited supply of certain rare NFTs, as opposed to the overall growth of NFTs as the game progresses. The growth rate of NFTs is especially significant in games that employ genetic algorithms as pioneered by CryptoKitties and used by games like Axie Infinity and ZRun. Run. More recent implementations mitigate this growth rate with breeding limits, either per NFT, like in Axie Infinity, or per period, like in Zed Run. In-game currencies unlock NFT yields. Another innovation on top of CryptoKiddies is the addition of an in-game currency that can be earned by interacting with the NFT in the game. For example, battling in Axie Infinity or racing in ZRun. run This effectively creates yield generating NFTs, which improves their value proposition to their holders and makes lending NFTs viable. New players in the ecosystem take advantage of these innovative properties. For example, Yield Guild is acquiring useful NFTs and lending them out to gamers in exchange for a pro- portion of their yields. NFTs have in-game utility. Rare and Gods&Chain and create a utility of their NFTs more indirectly through paying out prices in tournaments. Axie Infinity is the only game that introduces a governance token on top of an in-game currency. Outlook, let a thousand flowers bloom. Having briefly traced the history of some of the leading crypto-powered P2E titles, a few things seem clear. First, NFTs provide an extremely flexible primitive for P2E games to allow users to own their in-game items and to build their economies around. Most recent titles combine the core NFT mechanics with a native fungible token to further increase their functionality and to capture value in the most effective way. Second, it is striking how P2E 2.0 games build on each other's designs, evolving the mechanisms and adding new twists. This is possible since the economics of each game are visible directly on the blockchain and not kept in private. Some more recent projects are also starting to depart more radically from previous templates. For example, the racing game Battle Racers features NFTs that can be combined and taken a cart. Some more recent projects are starting to depart more radically from previous templates. For example, the racing game Battle Racers features NFTs that can be combined and taken apart again into car parts. For those reasons, we expect innovation to continue in crypto-powered P2E. The following article will explore Axie Infinity, one of the most complex and successful P2E 2.0 games, in a more detailed case study. Part 2. Understanding P2E 2.0 Axie Infinity Deep Dive. In the previous post, we analyzed how crypto is enabling a more powerful version of play to earn, which we titled P2E 2.0. In order to better illustrate this new paradigm for gaming, as well as its crypto-based mechanics, we are presenting Axie Infinity as a case study. Axie Infinity is currently the number one NFT game And one of the most used applications on Ethereum. At the time of writing, over 400,000 Ethereum holders hold Axis and more than 41,000 of them play daily. The volume of traded NFTs exceeds 15 million monthly and the fully diluted market cap of the native token is above 2 billion. The company recently raised their Series A of 7.5 million. The growing traction described above As well as the fact that many of the most prevalent T2E mechanics are at play, makes Axie an ideal case study. Axie Infinity is a complex gaming ecosystem based on NFTs with different levels of rarity and utility, generated by genetic algorithms. Axie Infinity is a complex gaming ecosystem based on NFTs with different levels of rarity and utility, generated by genetic algorithms. Each Axie is an ERC-721 token with a unique characteristic that influence its rarity and in-game utility. Each Axie is an ERC-721 token with unique characteristics that influence its rarity and in-game utility. The characteristics of each Axie depend on the characteristics of its parents, assembled probabilistically based on the genetic algorithm as a new Axie is born. The game is supported by a token system that includes two utility tokens, an in-game currency called Small Love Potion (SLP), and a governance token Axie Infinity Shards AXS. Breeding Axies Breeding Axies is one of the ways gamers can earn from playing, as new Axies can be sold on the marketplace for Ethereum. On the value of Axies However, not all axes are equal. Their value is determined by a combination of rarity and utility. The overall axe population can be distinguished according to different classes of rarity or scarcity. Contrary to the inflationary supply of axes in general, origin axes are strictly limited in supply to about 4,000. Even more rare are mythical axes. Which is a smaller class within origin axes, only about one-third of them. The utility of an axie is mostly determined by their usefulness in battles, which in turn depends on the axis' stats, abilities, and resources. The factors of rarity and utility often overlap in practice. For example, only origin axes, a class of rarity, can develop mythical parts which not only make axes more rare, but eventually more powerful in battles. Interaction of breeding and tokens. In order to breed a new Axie, the in-game currency SLP is needed, as well as a breeding fee that is paid partially in the governance token AXS. A probabilistic combination of the characteristics of the two parents guided by the genetic algorithm is what determines the characteristics of the newly born axi. For those reasons, axes tend to reproduce along similar levels of rarity and utility in general. Axes have a breeding limit, yet another factor influencing the utility, which decreases every time they breed. This breeding limit also caps the growth of all axes to a known maximum. Making the digital pets more scarce and valuable as a result. Mythical parts cannot be passed on by breeding, so that cements them as the most rare axes out there. Battling axes. The way axes generate yield, a significant part of their utility, is by battling other axes in teams of three to six. The opposing players take turns attacking each other's teams by playing cards that correspond to their Axis battle moves until one team is fully defeated. Battling Axis revolves around a few core mechanics: an Axis stats, abilities, and resources, energy and card draw. These base stats are dictated by an Axis class, and each class is specialized on a certain role in battle. In that way, winning teams of axes work synergistically, with some of them being better at attack and others at defense, for instance. As is evident from the description above, battling axes is quite complex and highly strategic and therefore requires real skill on the part of the players. When successful in battles, players win the in-game currency SLP. In-game currency, small love potion, SLP. Powering the Axie economy. As we've explored above, SLP is the fuel for Axie Infinity's internal economy. SLP can be used within the game to breed new Axies and earned by playing the game, especially by winning battles. SLP is an uncapped utility token That is to say, its supply grows as more players join the game. The token is needed to breed axes, a major avenue to earn from playing the game. The cost in SLP per breed is a function of the breed count of the parent's Axie. The higher each breed count, the more SLP is needed to breed. A self-regulating supply. Upon initiating the breeding of an AXI, SLP is burned. That means permanently removed from the supply. As a result, there is a natural buying pressure for SLP to unlock AXI's reproductive capacity. And additionally, the burning mechanism at least partially offsets the inflation. Interestingly, the increasing cost of breeding as an AXI's breed count increases, contributes to curbing the growth of the Axie population, or at least compensating a higher growth rate of Axies with a higher burn rate of SLP. Governance token, Axie Infinity Shards. Axie Infinity Shards, AXS, are an ERC20 governance token for the Axie universe. AXS holders are meant to influence the future of Axie Infinity by signaling their support for upgrades in the ecosystem and by deciding on the usage of the community treasury. As opposed to the in-game currency SLP, AXS governs the Axie ecosystem on a meta level. Leveraging buyback and make. Whereas SLP has an unlimited supply, AXS is limited to a maximum supply of 27 million. Like many governance tokens, AXS also redistributes the value within the ecosystem. For instance, the breeding fee is partially paid in AXS, which is then added to the community treasury. Note that this creates a similar buying pressure than the burning mechanism used for SLP but AXS is reallocated to be spent by the community instead. Placeholder VC has been instrumental in arguing for the benefits of the buyback and make mechanism. Incentives for the ownership economy. Since the value of AXS is loosely tied to the success of the Axie Infinity game and ecosystem, It allows additional capital to enter without needing to hold axes or or to play the game directly. Another key mechanism at play is staking. AXS holders can deposit their tokens for yield within the governance platform, improving the capital asset properties of AXS. Additionally, staking rewards active participation and gradually dilutes passive holders. Finally, AXS can be used to incentivize specific actions that aren't at the level of the game itself. From participating in public tournaments, to governance votes, or even generating content, AXS is a flexible tool to set incentives for the community to create value. Why P2E 2.0 is the future of gaming? Play-to-earn models powered by blockchain technology are opening digital native economic opportunities to an entirely new part of the population. Axie Infinity is an excellent example which has been making impressive headway on that mission. Crucially, especially during the time of the pandemic, underprivileged groups in need of subsidiary income have tended to benefit the most. A part of crypto's mission from the beginning has been financial inclusion and open sourcing access to the digital economy. It is crucial to bring on the populations that are most in need thereof. P2E 2.0 is finally making that happen. Understanding Axie's economic model helps illustrate how crypto concepts, from provable scarcity to monetary policy, apply in a play-to-earn context. A convergence of gaming and crypto. Gaming is a focal point for onboarding new crypto users in general and has fueled innovation in both crypto UX and scalability, delivering enormous value to the industry as a whole. Axie Infinity shows how this interaction with crypto goes both ways. Innovations from decentralized finance make their way into the latest token designs from yield-bearing NFTs to governance tokens. In the future, we expect this convergence between gaming and finance with crypto to accelerate. Finance will become increasingly gamified and games will become increasingly financialized. Especially in an open metaverse context the combination of gaming and earnings will become interesting for more and more people. Above all, these developments might radically change the cultural perception of gaming in the future. From a nerdy time sink to an accepted and valued way of earning one's living. Part three, roles in an emerging P2E ecosystem. Over the past few years, we have seen Play2earn create a new category within crypto, described as P2E 2.0 in the previous articles. The category leader, Axie Infinity, is now generating the highest fees of any crypto application, surpassed only by Ethereum itself, and has over 1 million daily active users. P2E 2.0 pays people for playing, Typically, gamers are paid in the native currency of the game, which powers an entire in-game economic system. As a result, P2E 2.0 has made playing online games a viable source of income. But not only that, it has significantly increased its financial literacy. Players have to get familiar with Ethereum and the Layer 2 solution to be able to cash out into their local national currency. We expect this development to only intensify over the coming years, as gaming gets financialized and finance gamified. As P2E 2.0 keeps drawing in more users, the in-game and meta-game economies start to complexify. This article outlines some of the new roles that have already emerged in this ecosystem. We draw examples from Ax Infinity and Z-Run to illustrate how digital economies have started to complexify, creating new roles and business models. New games, new players. The most complex P2E economies like Ax Infinity and Z-Run have already started to give rise to new roles. At least the five following roles have started to differentiate themselves. P2E Gamers, NFT Investors, Breeders, Coordinators, P2E Gaming Guilds. In the following, we describe each of these new players above and how their role fits into the overall P2E 2.0 ecosystem. P2E Gamers The most important new role in this ecosystem is the P2E Gamer. They play P2E games and earn tokens for winning. The fundamental difference between P2E 2.0 is that it actually offers players a way to earn a livable wage in a digital native way. We can distinguish between three different types of P2E gamers, depending on the intensity and consistency of their engagement. First, there are casual gamers. Although they may like to get paid, casual gamers don't rely on it as a source of income. As a result, they engage with the game in a much more irregular manner and primarily for fun, rather than for the financial compensation. Casual gamers usually own the NFTs they use to play and tend to fit in other role descriptions as well. P2E gamers who play as their main source of income are a completely novel yet rapidly growing category. We could call them metaverse workers. They tend to engage with the game of choice on a daily basis and know the ins and outs of it intimately. The most skilled and successful players often get to engage differently than normal metaverse workers. P2E games tend to have tournaments where players compete directly with each other for prices. We can call the players who compete in tournaments at the highest levels esport professionals. Tournament prices are generally much higher than the wages earned by metaverse workers engaging in the non-competitive modes of P2E games. During the pandemic, Axie Infinity has provided a lifeline for low-income countries with high smartphone penetration. In the Philippines, where the game is especially popular, players earned 3x the minimum income over the past month. Most P2E games require an initial investment to get started. Especially in countries where there would be the most demand for engaging professionally with the games, The initial investment is not affordable for most people. The scholarship model described thereafter is a solution to this problem, effectively allowing NFT investors to sponsor a metaverse worker for a share of their earnings. Axie scholarships, empowering metaverse workers and unlocking yields. Pioneered by Axie Infinity, the scholarship model is an agreement between NFT investors and Metaverse workers. Without having to invest in Axies first, players can start earning while investors get a yield on their assets by getting a share of the tokens earned. The scholarship model is especially relevant for time-intense P2E games like Axie Infinity. It seems like scholarships was the missing piece that unlocked Axie's growth as a digital economy since it provides a key improvement for the most important stakeholders. Scholars could not afford the initial investment of about $2,000 to play, but do want to play and earn by using somebody else's axes. Managers are NFT investors who don't have the time or skill to unlock the yield generating capacity of their assets. Scholarships have rapidly become an accepted agreement, supported by socially established norms around the roles of scholar and manager, the application process, how proceeds are split, and so on. The scholarship model is primarily community-driven and emerged as a bottom-up solution. The model is enabled by the game architecture. Access to play with a given team of axes can be shared via QR code without transferring ownership of NFTs. The QR code mechanism enables renting axes without exposing them to being stolen. This makes renting team, teams of Axie for a percentage of the earned proceeds possible in a quasi-trustless manner. Total returns per scholar tend to range between 50 and 200 SLP per day, which is $5 to $20 at the current price of $0.1. Total returns per scholar tend to range between 50 and 200 SLP per day, which is currently $5 to $20. Proceeds from playing are typically split between 50-50 and 70-30, 30% 30 for scholars. NFT investors. NFT investors play a crucial part in the overall ecosystem by providing the capital necessary to innovate, as well as driving excitement around digital assets. NFT investors buy and strategically hold NFTs. Different types of NFT investors can primarily be distinguished according to their time horizon for investments. NFT collectors are interested in the rarity of NFTs for their own sake. They don't plan to ever sell their cherished NFTs, but rather hold them pretty much for life. So they could be said to have an infinite time horizon. Strategic NFT investors are what we might typically associate with the NFT investor category. They strategically buy NFTs often in collections in order to later resell them at a higher price. In this role, they effectively try to find undervalued projects, which they think will gain more significant value in the future. Their time horizon is from several months to several years. NFT speculators buy NFTs with the intention of selling them soon after for a higher price, so-called flipping. They tend to move quickly between lots of projects, always searching for what is currently hot. As opposed to the two other types of investors, speculators generally don't want to own the NFTs for any meaningful amount of time. For those reasons, they often even prefer to sell at a loss and move on, rather than to hold. Their time horizon ranges from a few hours to around a week. In practice, most NFT investors don't fit neatly into a single type, but rather exhibit behavior of all of them at different times and with regards to different NFTs. NFT investors tend to have some NFTs with emotional value that they will never sell, a portfolio of strategically chosen investments that they would sell for the right price, and they may also occasionally speculate on the latest hype project. What is especially interesting for investors about NFTs used in a P2E 2.0 context is that the assets are yield-generating when being used to play. This makes NFTs such as Axies much more investable, since they can be valued based on cash flows, similar to rental property. Delphi Digital might have been the first to not only realize this, but to act on it, snatching up some of the rarest Axies last year. However, since most NFT investors don't have the time or interest in actually playing the associated games, they had to forego the actual yield on their NFTs until very recently. The scholarship model is how these yields are unlocked for NFT investors. Likely, most investors will not choose to run a scholarship program themselves, but rather join a leading guild such as YGG, Yield Guild Games. Genetic NFT Breeders Many of the current P2E games are based on genetic algorithms, and so are Axie Infinity and ZRun. run Genetic algorithms enable the breeding of digital creatures by simulating genetic reproduction. The newly created NFTs probabilistically inherit traits from their parents according to the genetic algorithm whereas traits can either be dominant or recessive, and there are even occasional random mutations. Depending on the traits of a given NFT, it will be more or less useful for playing in a P2E context and also for breeding. As a result, there is a difference in the market price of a genetic NFT given its specific traits. This is where the role of the breeder comes into play. Not only does it take time to breed genetic NFTs, but the complexity of finding the best possible matches out of a given set of NFTs requires considerable skill. Breeding requires deep knowledge of the game dynamics. One needs to understand the genetic algorithm, the different levels of rarity and earning potentials, and then synthesize this knowledge into a viable strategy. Breeding is also relatively capital intensive. It requires one to $5,000 to get started, depending on the game and the specific strategy. The cost basis for breeding is a function of in game variables, such as breeding limits and progressively higher cost per breed, as well as external variables, such as the price of the genetic NFTs. Depending on those conditions, breeding is more or less profitable at different times. The breeding mechanism within Axie Infinity has become quite transparent, especially due to the emergence of secondary tools like Axie Zone. A complete view into the genetic code of Axies, including dominant and recessive genes for traits, makes breeding Axies relatively predictable yet still time-consuming. Zedrun stables, an excursion into the fine art of digital breeding. As opposed to breeding axes, Zedrun breeding is much more challenging since the genetic algorithm for Zedrun is more complex. First of all, there are different bloodlines, Nakamoto's, Sabo's, Fines, and Butrid's. Each bloodline has different performance traits in races, population size and breeding requirements, resulting in different overall rarity and value. The following particularities of Zedron's genetic algorithm have fostered an engaged and passionate breeding community. There are different properties for mares and stallions, that's female and male horses in that they have different performance in races, different recovery cycles and breeding periods, different influence on traits, beyond the simple uh, split between dominant and recessive genes. In addition to that, performance is based on complex trait combinations and not linearly dependent on a single gene. In that sense, speed, acceleration and stamina all depend on a variety of different genes. There are different properties for mares and stallions, female and male horses. For instance, different performance in races, different recovery cycles and breeding periods, and even a different influence on traits beyond simple dominant and recessive genes. Second, performance is based on complex traits in general, and never linearly dependent on a single gene. Traits like speed, acceleration and stamina are not linearly predictable in that sense. At last, the rate of mutation changes over time, according to the population size of each bloodline. When it comes to earning power of the digital horse NFT, they are power law distributed. There are races with different entry fees and prices, whereas the most competitive races yield much higher prices. The top 5% of horses win almost all the highest payouts. As a result, breeding is optimized for performance, which varies widely. Perhaps the major difference and the catalyst for an engaged breeding community is that genotypes leading to traits are not openly revealed. This fundamentally changes the dynamic into a search game. The community has to figure out how the genetic algorithm works as opposed to being able to just look it up and even simulate breeding results upfront. Coordinators. The role of coordinator emerged to support the primary roles of P2E players, investors, and breeders. As opposed to a sharp category, it is a collection of processes that could either be a role in themselves or one aspect of someone's work as a coordinator. In the current ecosystem, we identified the following types of coordinators. NFT brokers, breeding matchmakers, scholarship managers. NFT brokers are especially needed for placing high-value investments such as Mythic Axies or Genesis Nakamoto Stallions. Many of these high-value assets are not listed for sale on the marketplace. Especially if an investor is looking for a very specific NFT, a broker is needed to headhound. For an owner of the asset in question, contact them and facilitate negotiations. Marketplaces like OpenSea have the option for private listings to enable trustless transfer after the negotiations have concluded. A similar type of brokerage work can be required for breeding, especially at the start of a new operation with a specific strategy. Additionally, as the breeding operation grows, more and more work is required to find the optimal combinations within a collection of, say, hundreds of NFTs. At this point, breeding matchmakers can come in and facilitate matching for optimal results on an ongoing basis. At last, the scholarship model requires frequent communication with scholars who may encounter a range of issues they need help with. Additionally, the money they are earning needs to be claimed and transferred manually for now. Instead of the NFT investor having to manage these processes, a scholar manager can take them on, usually also for a share of the proceeds. P2E Gaming Guilds Finally, all of the roles described above can be organized within larger structures too. So called guilds are organized collectives of any combination of the roles above, usually a combination thereof. Note that this is a continuation of the historic mega trend within gaming towards cooperative and social gaming. Guilds can be formal DAOs or just informal online communities, usually managed via Discord. Some have become increasingly popular over the last year. Yield Guild Games has had a considerable impact on the space, for instance. Guilds can either be focused on a specific game or operate across multiple platforms. Outlook Roles in the metaverse are fluid. Each role that we described in this piece can be engaged in either casually or full-time. We call the category of people relying on play-to-earn as a main source of income metaverse workers. Even though this distinction applies to each role described above, current metaverse workers are mostly engaged as P2E gamers. This has probably to do with the lower barriers to entry. P2E gaming uses familiar interfaces and is more labor and less capital and knowledge intensive, and therefore more accessible. In current models, the required capital to earn from playing is still not affordable, however, especially in the geographies that could benefit the most from P2E 2.0. Even though the scholarship models described here is one working solution, we believe even more accessible and inclusive models are possible. P2E gaming also acts as a developmental pipeline in relevant ways. People start playing a game that lets them earn instead of paying for it, and in the process, they increase their financial literacy and independence. P2E gaming is often the starting point for metaverse workers to grow into other roles over time such as moving from only playing to also owning and even breeding. Especially the roles described above as coordinators are accessible for people who are deeply familiar with specific ecosystems from their background as P2E gamers. In the future, we expect to see more structured learning facilities emerge. Programs and even schools for P2E gamers, breeders, etc. At the same time, we expect the roles here to further complexify and new ones to emerge. For instance, we expect the financial side of P2E to pick up in the future. Use of NFTs as collateral for loans, loans based on scholar performance, fractionalization of the rarest assets and even mergers and acquisitions for scholarship programs. An additional new role that could emerge soon is P2E protocol politician. Lobbying governance token holders for the interest of P2E gamers, etc. We also expect development studios to jump in and create new ways of earning with existing NFTs. For example, by developing side quest games or entirely new, but interoperable experiences. We believe that we are witnessing the beginning of an entire industry and could not be more excited about what is next in the space.